challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I am so glad you've joined us here at the Great Man Podcast. Let's do some good. First, some housekeeping matters. I want to remind you that the paperback version of Building Your Band of Brothers, which previously you could only get by writing us directly, is now available on Amazon for the first time ever. It's only $10, especially if you have Prime, which means free shipping for you. And it's going to be released here just in a few days from when I'm recording on June 30th. We've got both English and Spanish versions. Listen, some of you write me and say, how can I make a difference? And I know this may sound a little self-serving on my part, but here's a little $10 book. All of you can afford $10 for yourself, but I'm guessing you can afford $10 for five or maybe 10 of your friends, people you know, people who work for you. Let's get this book out there, okay? The paperback version of Building Your Band of Brothers is now available on Amazon as of the 30th of June, 2022. Let's make a difference with this. You no longer have to contact us directly. We no, no longer have to work Karen, our, my amazing executive assistant to death shipping these things out. Now we can get this stuff done and we can do it automatically through Amazon. So let's get them. Let's distribute them. Let's impact lives with them. All right. Also, I just want to remind you again of the Great Man TV Twitter feed. Uh, You want to be sure and be subscribed there. And also uh, you want to make sure that you are registered on smile.amazon.com Make sure this is this is a way that you can give from all of your purchases. It won't cost you a dime. You just get simply get signed up and choose Great Man Global as your charity, and Amazon will take a percentage of your purchases, changing nothing about your discounts, costing you nothing, and send it to Great Man. We want to grow this thing because some of you spend tens of thousands a year. And those of you who are in corporate settings, you might spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on Amazon. And what we want is that we get that percentage that Amazon gives free of charge to you so that we can change manhood in our generation. Now, I want to talk to you about something that's going to be surprising to you. It's interesting to me that in life, often the great principles, the great truths that guide us to success and effective living are relatively simple. For example, just the encouragement to be small in your own eyes. Be small in your own eyes. Don't see yourself as something vaunted and overblown. See yourself as small in your own eyes. Simple words, simple concept have absolutely changed my life. Okay, here's another one, and it relates to manhood. Let me set it up this way. I was thinking about talking to you about this simple concept not too long ago, and then all of a sudden, in one week, I got some notes of encouragement, just thank yous or notes from encouragement that sometimes don't come in for months, but then sometimes I get a lot of them all at once. I got three of them in one week, and all of them mentioned the topic I want to mention to you in this podcast. They all said, thank you for being, and they used the word calm, your calm approach to manhood. 
the calmness with which you approach American politics, the calm you brought to that appearance on whatever, a television show or podcast or whatever. They used the word calm. Now, I don't walk around thinking of myself as being uniquely calm, but I do work hard to be calm for reasons that I think are essential to my faith, essential to being a good man. Let me explain this. One of the gifts I think that men give to the world, give to their friends, give to their families, give to the society, and by the way, gift to themselves, is calmness. A good man is centered. A good man, I believe, remember now I'm a Christian, I believe a good man is connected to God. A good man does not get rattled by everything that happens. We don't tend to have confidence in people who are rattled by everything that happens. Uh, We don't tend to have confidence in people who uh, are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Think about the movies that you see. The hero is usually calm. Might take him a moment to get to that calmness, but he's calm. He's resolved. He has settled matters in private before he steps onto a more public stage. Even the guy who's going to go out and do the the shootout at high noon in the middle of of the Texas town, you know, in the old westerns, he's usually calm in advance. He's gotten calm about the possibility of his death. He's gotten calm about the righteousness of his cause. He's gotten calm about his own skills. He's decided this fight has to happen. It has to fight happen now, no matter what takes place. And so calm is part of it. I believe that men, and I'm not saying any, I'm never saying anything that I'm saying in this podcast as opposed to women. So don't, don't ever spin out of anything I'm saying as though I'm being negative about women. I think women have a gift of calm too, obviously, but I'm talking about the unique gift of men in a crisis in a society like what we're living in now, in an age like what we're living in now, uh, in, in the circumstances of a family or amongst friends or in your own life or in the events of your community, one of the great gifts that men give is calm. Now, this is not the same thing as detachment. This is not the same thing as, you know, drugged out. <laughs> this is not the same thing as uncaring. That's not what I mean. I think men should be the most caring. I think they should be the most invested. I think they should be the most observant. But calm is what you are able to be and to radiate when you are centered, when you know who you are, when you know whose you are, when you know what you're meant to do, what you've been placed there to do. So let me tell you where I think calm comes from. Calm, first of all, I believe, comes from a connection to God. I believe that when a man believes in God and therefore from that belief believes in destiny, that he can step into every new phase of his life, every new challenge with a sense of calm because he believes that where he is, he is meant to be and that he has resources beyond his own. Okay, so here I am sitting calmly in my office recording right now. Let's say tomorrow there's some new challenge. Who knows what? Financial hit, health hit, whatever. The things that happen in this world. Well, I'll tell you what. Most of those things, most of those challenges, hassles, personal tensions, etc., relational hassles, you know what? They tend to go away. 
It's almost like they're sent to test us and see if we'll get knocked off center. If we'll stay calm, if we'll stay connected to God, if we'll say, you know what, I'm ordained for this. This is a battle I'm meant to be in. I'm destined for this. If we'll just stay calm, most of the stuff that comes uh, up, comes against us, that stirs up against us, simply goes away. But the rest of it gets dealt with best when we are not allowing emotions, fear, bad counsel from society, etc., to keep us in a distracting, disruptive, unhealthy uh, stir that keeps us from effective action. So I think that the beginning, I'm not done with my list yet, but I think the beginning of true calm, I would even say supernatural calm, we can call it peace if we want to, but peace for most people tends to symbolize, you know, sitting on the back porch with a gin and tonic. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about calm in the midst of the fight. I'm talking about calm in the midst of the crisis. I'm talking about calm when others around you are losing their heads. And I think it comes from a connection to God. And I think it comes from a sense that we are destined. If you want to read more about destiny, you can read it in my book, Men on Fire. Now, number two, I believe that men, I've said this many times before in this podcast, men need to have an experience or a condition regularly in their lives that many of you will know I call the control room. It's a place of calm reflection upon your life. It's peaceful. It's uh, prayerful. But it's where you think over your life, you let your imagination and your and your mind go out, you review your life, you do it before God, uh, you think over everything. Okay, my wife, my first child, my second child, my third child, my job, my health, uh, anything here at the house. What about my friends, my band of brothers, my business. I'm just letting my mind roll over things. Uh, what has not what what has caused me to awaken in a condition of dis-ease? I don't mean sickness, but dis-ease, unease uh, of late. What's what's troubled me as I'm driving to work and suddenly I just feel a lack of peace. What was I thinking about at that moment? Hmm. Let me take a moment here. Uh, maybe I'm smoking my stogie on my back porch. Maybe I'm up early in the morning for a run. But what I'm doing in my mind and my heart is I'm running it over my life, scanning, uh, just just in the same way they run those scanners over you at the airport. You know, if you if something on your person beeped, what's beeping in your life? What needs to be patted down <laughs> to use TSA language? What needs to be looked at more closely? You see, I believe, and I think I think men ought to do it every week. That's that's my recommendation, but that's not a legal requirement of any or anything. Uh, I do it every, several times a week. Sit quietly. Might be in my office in a comfortable reading chair. It might be on a walk. It might often on an airplane because I spend lots of times on airplanes. I've told Delta executives they should have a little sign, Stephen Mansfield seat, because um, I fly Delta so much. But all that to say, I often do it on airplanes, and I like being up at 30, 35,000 feet and pondering my life when I'm physically in a, in a high place. Um, and I think over everything, my entire relationship with Bev, anything about her life that that I can help with or that maybe is of concern, I need to think about, pray about, uh, serve more, protect her more, invest some money in some things, whatever it is. My children are out of the home, I still scan them, so to speak, in my heart, running my scanner over them and my, my inner scanner, looking for what beeps. My grandchildren, my children, my my daughter-in-law, 
uh, on and on and on. Everything about my life, the design of our homes, the where we live, how we live, all of that. And what I'm saying is that calm comes from the fact that I'm usually pondering things in advance. I'm usually considering, in other words, I'm not saying I can, I can prepare or imagine every challenge that might come against me, but the condition of my life that's going to meet that challenge grows out of that time in the control room. The control room's not a place. Uh, the control room is an activity of mind and heart where I peacefully ponder all that I am responsible for, all that is in the field assigned to me, to use that language again. And so when I come to a crisis, come to a challenge, have this difficulty, I'm able to be calm because I may not have thought about this exact problem, but I know the condition of my ship, so to speak. I'm like an admiral, you know, who's already made sure his aircraft carrier is in great shape. And so, yeah, we may have an enemy to engage and we may even sustain some damage during that, that engagement. But basically, we're in great shape. We've pondered. I've met with my team. We're on top of things. We're going to do in this, as well on this battle as we can. I'm going to be calm. I'm going to command. Uh, and we're going to get through this. So the reason that this is so important is that many, many other good things come from it. The decisions that you make, the way you see challenges in your life, they are best seen from a condition of panic or a condition of stir. Remember the movies we talked about. The hero is always calm. The people that you're laughing at are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the hero at least eventually arrives at calmness from which he or she can lead. And that's what you want in your life. You want that sense of calmness. Now, most men are feeding more on society and its messages and its stir and its news cycle more than they do anything from faith in God, more than they do from anything that has to do with destiny, more than they do from the control room. So they wake up to a new world that's beating them around the head and shoulders every day, and frankly, they're a little freaked out. They're not calm. They're not reflective. They're not prayerful. And as a result, they don't radiate calm. A lot of leadership, a lot of success in leadership is radiating calm. You know, I may not know 100% what to do, but at least I'm calm in making the decisions about what to do. I'll arrive at what to do, but I'm going to be calm. And people need that. They need that from fathers. They need it from husbands. Uh, they need it from band members of the band of brothers. They need it in their corporate setting, your business setting. Uh, they need it in society. Heck, they need it on your pickup basketball team. <laughs> the calm guy who's competent uh, is the guy who's going to really do well. I've told you many, many times that back way long time ago, when high school and just a tiny, tiny bit in college, I played football. I'm certainly no big pro athlete or anything. The guy I was afraid of the most was the polite, calm guy. The polite, calm guy who just was calm, came over. How you doing? Let's have a good game. Looking forward to competing with you today. That guy freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who came over and said, I'm going to kick your butt, man. I'm going to whoop you, you know, and just talking smack. I just knew he was afraid I was going to crush him. So it's the same thing in life. What should happen in the life of a good man is that he radiates calm. He radiates a peace that is genuine. It's not an act. 
There's not four steps to appearing calm. There's not the best dressed calm person competition. That's not how it works. This is not a matter of window dressing. This is a matter of actually being calm. Doesn't mean you can't get excited about a football game or be passionate in romance or you know throw your kids around the house. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't be an excited, passionate guy. But when it comes to the core of how you live your life, you are calm. You are at peace in the noble sense of what that means. You are reflective. You have considered this possibility. Many times in my life, and again, I'm not bragging or putting the spotlight on me necessarily, um, we, in something that I've led and in my family, we've come to a moment, something came up, there was a challenge, and, I, and I've been able to say, well, I, th- I thought this might have happened, and I've, and I've been preparing for it, by the way. I've already talked to uh, the attorney about this possibility. I've already laid some money aside. Yeah, I pondered that might happen, so I freed up a little time in my schedule for the month of August. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm trying to surprise people with how brilliant I am. It means that I'm reflective and calm, and I'm about serving those who are in my field. So I want you to ponder this calm issue in your life. I want you to consider the issue of your connection to God. I want you to consider your belief in the idea of destiny and of things being uh, of you moving forward uh, into circumstances that are preordained for you. This is, I think, an important part of manhood. Um, and I want you to seriously consider this entire issue of operating your life from the control room. Obviously, I've borrowed that from my extensive airport life, air traffic control, ATC. How is the traffic of your life controlled? I know it's God. I know it's circumstances. I know it's other people. But how do you live your life? And I want to suggest that you need to live your life from a calm core. Keep those words in your mind. A calm core. And what will that mean for how you live? What will that mean for how you lead? And what, how does that radiate in your life? Whatever rowdiness and fun and goofiness and smack talk you engage in, are you in the basic direction and fights of your life, in the basic impact you have upon the people you're responsible for or connected with, is calm part of who you are? I want you to be big calm. I want you to have a calm core, whatever you're dealing with. One of the things that I am moved by in history is even when people were being martyred, even when they were about to be killed by their enemies, often the heroes that I've read about were calm because the decisions that led to that, the certainties that led to that moment had been decided long before. So at the moment of their death, at the moment of their martyrdom, at the moment of even their assassination, though they may not have expected the exact moment, They were doing what they knew they were meant to do. They were radiating calm. They were in the groove of their destiny. They knew who they were. They knew where they were. They knew what they were meant to be about. And damn the torpedoes, whatever comes. That's the way a man ought to live. So over the summer and in in the months to come, I want you to ponder your calm core. Do you have one? And do you have the big three going in your life? Connection to God sense of destiny, certainty of destiny, and running your life from the control room because this is one of the great arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. 
The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 